Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 100. We made it, guys. I, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Didn't think we'd get here, quite frankly. But I'm glad we're here um, at the Put Me Over Ranch. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful guests to my left. He is the Pinoy powerhouse, Byron Pagdalao. Hey, happy Saturday. And also joining us to my lower right, he is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dicklich himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, how's it going, everyone? Happy 100. Yeah. And also joining us, you know him, you love him, you missed him, probably. He is the $100 man, Bobby Diaz. What's up, baby? Uh, I mean, what's going on, guys? How how was how was everything? We we made it to episode one hundred. How was everybody now feeling? Way we made it. I mean, we're still alive during this uh, uh zombie land shit that we're going through right now. So that's a win, right? Yeah. Um, let me Barely check. Alive. Let me check out the stream. You guys talk a little bit. I'm gonna check out what's going on with the stream. It's uh, and what are you guys doing uh to kill time during the? I always ask everybody. I'm just like, what do you guys do on the daily? You got everybody business. working from home? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nanya. Nanya Nanya. I, I literally I'm, just I'm working from home. Thankfully I still have a job, so um I'm, I'm at least I'm that's a win. Thankful of that. Yeah, that's really all I've been doing. Just work from home. It's like every day is the same day. It's today, tomorrow, and yesterday. That's all it is to me. <laughs> I don't know it's what it's kinda wild, right? What do you uh it's you guys crazy. you guys uh what do you guys do after work? Video games? What's everybody gaming on, or what the fuck? Because trying to find uh, more shit to do. Um, luckily, I started breaking out my PS4 again, so I, st- I uh, just recently bought Final Fantasy VII. So I'm going through that right now, just going through some old games, and now we'll see where that goes. I mean, uh, I also have a Super NES Mini as well. Play me so FIFA. You have PS4. Get, if I ever get bored, I'll uh, I'll whip that out. What's whip that? it out. Hey now. Uh, hey, play me FIFA. Buy FIFA. It's like 15 bucks now, dude. On, no, uh, well, for PS4. If that's the case, I might, I might, I might do that down the road. And 2K, 2K is eighteen dollars. 2K, we get to play for free. Can't argue that. Wait, why? Because it's on a uh, Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Ah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I, I, so far, I've played the Division Two, got to level thirty, done with that. The Jedi Outcast, done with that. Now I'm just playing FIFA with. Andrew, that's it. Every you guys play Warzone? Goddamn you, night. you guys play Warzone? That shit's cross platform too. That shit's hard as fuck. All these little bitch ass kids. <laughs> yeah, Warzone's so hard, dude. Good. Huh? Warzone's hard. I don't know how to play it at all. Dude, how do they move like that? What the fuck? I my guy can't move like that. Those kids got a lot of time on their hands, dude. That's some bitch ass shit, dude. That's that's hella lame. Yeah, I uh, I I tried uh I tried playing it a little bit. I, I'm a big Apex Legends guy, so um, I played a little bit of it. And I was like, this sucks. I'm going back to Apex because it's too hard. I get killed. I'm, I'm not even landing yet, and I'm already getting shot up. It's not fun. Awful. All right, so we got the stream working now. Um, so let's let's talk about it, guys. Um, episode 100, under quarantine. I mean, we're, we talked about it a little bit, um, but uh, any, anything else going on in one's life? Uh, sadly. It's you're getting um, when swole? Like, when this quarantine's over, dude. Dude, I've been hella strict. I've been doing like five or six workouts a day <laughs> just because I'm bored going running, just doing random shit. 
like yeah. prison, dude. It's like prison. Yeah, I need I need to do that because yeah, I'm getting swole, but in the wrong places. Uh, <laughs> it it needs. That's to, like a common theme, right? A lot of people are getting that quarantine fifteen. They're calling <laughs> the it quarantine shit. quarantine fifty is uh, is what I'm aiming for. <laughs> uh, not a good look. True. Um, but I'm glad my beard is back, so now I can hide my double chin. Um, because before Ooh. I was just yeah, I you could see it without a beard. You, it's just it's there. I didn't even know it was there. Um, so I'm glad it's gone now. Um, sadly, we lost uh, we lost uh, a friend of mine recently. Uh, I don't know if Dick, Bobby, uh, you guys you guys knew Dan. Uh, yeah. But Dan was Dan was awesome. He was uh, he was one of those guys when I was doing backyard wrestling, which we will get to um, eventually at some point. Um, Dan would always come to my shows and and watch me wrestle. He would start the A three K chants every single time. Um, but yeah, I'm really gonna miss that guy. That was a uh, that was a tough one. Because uh, yeah, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty close. He was such a cool guy. Yeah, it wasn't uh, Corona related, was it? No, we still don't know uh, what what happened exactly. He what? Not sure exactly what happened. Um, but you know, we miss him already. So I just wanted to get that out there because I know we have yeah, a uh, we have some more stuff to talk about. But Dan, we love you, and uh, we'll see you see you soon. Um, Say hi to the Fink and Mott. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta talk about my friend Held Finkel. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them. Let's let before we get into everything, we gotta we gotta give it up to our sponsors. So we gotta give it up to our friends at lapelya.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelya.com. Use our promo code put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you'll get twenty percent off your entire order. Also, make sure you go check out our great friends at Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Turn on them notifications. They have a hot sale going on right now. They've also dropped the new Bret Hart Excellence is my or Execution is my Excellence uh, T-shirt, which is a Bret Hart uh, Slayer mashup. I um, think so. Yeah, I think it's Slayer. Pantera. One of those quality music. Uh, but definitely go check them out. <laughs> um, we love our friends at Grudge Match. So. Definitely check them out because right now is the perfect time. You got your you got your Donald Trump daddy money, right? Go take that, cash it, right? Because it's got to have his autograph on it. You got to go cash it, right? And then once you deposit it into your bank account, you're gonna go to their website and you're gonna buy all their shirts. As much as twelve hundred dollars will buy you. I mean, it's the best place to spend your money. So definitely go check out Grudge Match Brand. Um, and also, you know, we got to give it up to us. So actually, our shop is down right now, right, Byron? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna do a whole new look, trying to do a little remodel, remodel, so, uh, retool, and uh, maybe some new designs. I think that'll be coming up soon. Remy said right. it was Megadeth. Megadeth, that's who it was. There you that's go. what it Another, was. A kick-ass band. I knew it was gonna be a kick-ass band. Uh, I'll, I'll put this out there. I have one of their shirts, the the uh, the Liger shirt. I think that's we, the yeah. best shirt ever. Dude, I that's swear the it's the softest shirt. shirt ever. I wear it. Like way too many times. This shirt I'm wearing right, from I WWE. Shit, it, this shirt I'm wearing is thick as shit. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Byron. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I watched that Liger shirt and it never shrinks. No, I love I, that I Liger shirt. shirt. I wear it all the time. Hands down, the best shirt I, I own. But yeah, yeah, like I said, this WWE shirt, thick as shit. It shrinks. It's, it's, it, I wear it because it's fucking Cactus Jack. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check out Grudge Match brand. Um, and that's going to do it for the plugs. Um, hopefully Audible gets on board soon. We need some Audible what? money. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. What? Insert music. 
you know, people watching on YouTube, we have a podcast also. You probably follow that. Um, all the little sounds and trinkets and things like that are added to the podcast <laughs> that will be dropping Monday. So we're just trying something new, something different. Uh, but take it away, Dick. This has uh, definitely been like one of the busiest weeks, not in a good way in Russ in WWE. If you want to uh, stop there, I mean, where, where can we start? I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. Well, let's talk about my friend Edward Finkel, yeah. All right, let's get that out of the way. So, uh, this past Wednesday, Howard Finkel, we just got uh, word that Howard Finkel did pass away at the age of 69. Well, 69 years old. at least he landed there, so that's fine, right? I mean, that's a great age. The uh, teeter, and it's nice. With the tear in my eye, yeah. Um, yeah, Howard Finkel, I mean, that was the voice of a generation right there. Him, I mean, me and Gene was the golden era but finkel was there from the golden era all the way through um so i i feel like recently maybe like 10 years ago he stopped doing the right. regular ring announcing mm-hmm. um but just when he delivered that here is your winner um it just made it seem it so just, official you know like he was the bruce was buffer so perfect he was the bruce buffer he was the michael buffer of uh yeah. wwf wwe um any word on what what happened to him um, I, as far as cause of death, we don't know, um, or at least I haven't heard anything officially. Um, you got to keep in mind, um, during this time, uh, coroners aren't going to work as fast as they normally would under normal circumstances. So we may not be able to get the news out for a while as far as what the actual cause of it was. Um, we do know that he did, he, in recent years, he's been in declining health. Uh, Jerry Lawler did mention a couple of years ago on his podcast that the last time he saw Fink, he wasn't doing very well and that he, he might have had cancer or early something related to cancer. Oh, no. But uh, it wasn't 100%, it wasn't 100% for sure. It was just a speculation that Jerry Lawler had made a while back. But if you saw him throughout the, throughout recently, throughout the past couple of years, he was definitely not in good shape. He looked like, it definitely looked like, I mean, number one, he, he started gaining a lot of weight. And number two, he was very, he was more, becoming more and more immobile. Yeah, I, in recent pictures, you could see him. He was always in a wheelchair. Um, I know he had a stroke last year. Um, and, you know, just it, it's it's unfortunate and it's sad. Uh, but we got to remember, you know, the Fink for who he was. He was the best ring announcer in the business. He was uh, by far the greatest ring announcer in professional wrestling. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this, but he was the actual first employee that um, that was hired by, by the – well, not by the McMahons, but he was hired in the 70s by uh, Vince's dad. And then when Vince took over the company in the early '80s, Finkel was the first official employee, like uh, that that transfer that that transferred from the old era into the current era. So he's been around the company for really over forty, like in some aspect, over forty plus years. Yeah, that's he did that's coin such a long uh, WrestleMania too. That was him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He coined. Uh, interesting. Media. You want to tell the story about it, Bobby? I, I don't know the story. I just know he coined the, the term WrestleMania. That's it. So um, in preparation for the first WrestleMania show back in 85, um, Vince was coming up with an idea for the name. And it was Howard Finkel who uh, did coin the name WrestleMania. Um, and the logic behind it was like, well, Vince, there was a Beatlemania when the Beatles invaded Britain back in the 60s. Why don't this be a WrestleMania? And that name stuck. Vince liked it. And here you go. And now it's like the biggest, it's like the biggest wrestling event in North America. That's insane. Yeah, um, just I mean, out of like the man loved wrestling too. Like, um, I I forgot who posted it, uh, but they, you know, he was in like 
the hospital or hospice or wherever he was, and he would write notes like, "Hey, can you put it on this channel at at eight o'clock? I I need to watch wrestling." Uh, Tommy Dreamer. He posted Tommy a Dreamer. picture of him at the you know the, wherever he was staying, and he has a note on his wall saying, "Put make sure to put wrestling on at eight p.m. Um, on channel forty three or something because wrestling is on." He had to watch it, like, dude. That's like. He, he knew he loved the business. That yeah. was, like, so cool. That's going to be us when we're fucking on our deathbed. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> that or Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> put on the thing more than both. <laughs> or both. No, I'm going to be in a hospital that has two TVs. I want Pornhub on this one, and I want uh, the WWE Network on that one. <laughs> Going between the two. Yeah, just oh man, look at that. Dick in oh. hand with my, with my you know, dick in my hand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Writing notes and shit, like, oh. Tamina yeah, Snuka versus no, Sasha, and then Sasha Gray versus Lexington Steel. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, what else we got, Dick? Well, well, going back to Fink, uh, his uh, legacy, I mean, is undisputed. Uh, he's up there as far as um, with Jimmy Lynn Jr., uh, Bruce Buffer, undisputed. Michael Buffer, as far as the greatest sports announcers of all time. Um, he and not a lot of people also knew that he was also a commentator as well during the uh, during the eighties as well. Like he would also announce matches with um, with Gene Okerlund and uh, Gorilla Monsoon. But definitely where his money and where everyone knows him more is by him commentating. Um, and he was at some capacity with WrestleMania for like the first I want to say the first twenty five or twenty six, either calling the matches or at least doing the Hall of Fame inductions or at least announcing the Hall of Fame inductees. And it wasn't until recently where he stopped doing that because of his health. Is when his health started uh, deteriorating. Yeah, I mean, the la- I think the last time we saw him was that Survivor Series when he introduced CM Punk. Um, that was that was huge. I marked out big time for that. And that was back in 2011. Yeah, because um, at the time Alberto had R- Ricardo Rodriguez as his personal ring announcer. So Summer Punk, he brought back Howard Finkel. Um, so I mean, yeah, that, that 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 was pretty cool to see that at the time. Oh, um, Howard, like a lot of people, he was universally revered as one of the nicest guys ever. In fact, too nice, uh, where it became to the point where like he became um, a target of bullying uh, really throughout the company. That sucks. Uh, uh, he would always be the he always be the butt of uh, many jokes, especially with Vince. Uh, and well, Vince is a bully, so I make right. sense. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, number one, he's a bully. That, that's I think by now that's that's been established. But uh, Finkel would always be the the target of said bullying, and um, for the most part, he would take it in in, in, in great stride. Be like, you know what? They're just they're just hazing me. But but there are others that were, um, especially Jim Ross, because Jim Ross was also a target as well with how Vince would treat certain people. And Jim Ross is like, you're this is flat out bullying. I don't know if it's the culture that the WWE has or. If, uh, I would say it's the culture. It's, it's the culture. Yeah. It's, be, it's just, be a star of Vince. Come cut, on. Uh, Especially back then, like, I'm sure, like, it was, like, all the macho, like, got to be tough and whatever. So, like, that stuff probably flew, like, you know, didn't matter back then. Well, like, honestly, I, I, I put it in the chat right now, but I bet you the Fink got mad pussy back in his heyday, too, right? <laughs> I as much uh plus that like like Dick said it was it was the eighty or Bobby might have said it uh it was the eighties everyone was a bully back then right everyone yeah was I mean overly macho well even 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 the culture like it was as recent as about ten years ago where 
they did have like that um that that monster mentality. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean they they were like they kind of ruined his moment when he was out there with CM Punk because they were just laughing at him while he was doing his intro. Uh, so you can kind of see, you know, what the, what was going on. That sucked. Um, Assholes. Yeah. And I remember watching uh, The Legends House. I don't know if you guys saw. Love Legends House. That shit was hilarious. Love Legends House. And uh, it was like either the, like the last episode, the second last episode, where like they all like have like they went into like their confessions. And Finkel admitted to everyone like, you know, for all these years I was with the company, I was always bullied. No one like very few people stood up and. and I remember he, he cried. He, he really was. He really was affected by that, and it's just a shame because um, he did a lot for the company, and then not just coined WrestleMania, but also um, he would also be the one responsible for um, giving Vince the information that he found via the dirt sheets. He was one of the earliest subscribers yeah. to the Observer. Oh, he crazy. was. Uh, he was. So um, he would always get information from from like the Observer, Pro Wrestling Insider. Uh, he would always be subscribing to, to these magazines because, in his mind, like. He wants to know what's going on, and sometimes management isn't really telling them these things, and also to get a wit of what else is going on throughout the wrestling world. So, uh, uh, Howard Finkel was definitely a big supporter of, um, of of the dirt sheets. That was that was another thing that I I saw Vicky Guerrero post that he actually flew when they were trying to transport Eddie Guerrero's body back to uh, Arizona. Um, he flew back with Eddie because he's like he doesn't need to he he shouldn't be by himself, so he actually oh. escorted Eddie back back home. Um, and that just goes to you know the the lengths and the the awesomeness that was Howard Finkel. Sweetheart, what a super sweetheart! Yeah, okay. one of the nicest guys in the wrestling business. The yeah. WWE didn't deserve him, <laughs> and, um, and quite honestly, they they didn't because they they really did him dirty. Um. It was probably about like I think as early as ninety eight or so, ninety eight, ninety nine. It was definitely during the Attitude Era, where they were trying to phase out Finkel because they thought he looked too old, and they were to replace him with uh, Lillian Garcia. Yeah, I remember you, that. You can't replace that voice. They Even did. at his old age, he was still added down. They unceremoniously kind of just brushed him to the side after all those years. Kind of what they did with a lot of people. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But Absolutely. Is he, is he in the Hall of Fame or no? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. He yeah, got inducted the same year as Austin. Damn, that's a long-ass time ago. Crazy. Yeah. 10 or no. I think 2009. 2009. Yeah, 11 years. Uh, what else we got, Dick? So 2009 Hall of Fame. Uh, but, I mean, uh, just with Howard Finkel, like I, like I said, I mean, it's a sad, sad, sad day, but um, that just doesn't, that just, I guess, adds to what's been going on this week. Uh, let's just go ahead and get it, into. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't top it, dude. Like there's another, there's more layers. Yeah. This was a let's shitty week get, in wrestling. Let's go ahead and get into. This is a Black shitty Wednesday. week for, it was a shitty week for Vince McMahon. He took a lot of L's this week. Uh, what, what happened? What, uh, what, what, what's the news, Dick? Well, let's talk about Black Wednesday because not only did, uh, we get news that Howard Finkel did pass away, but also that's when WWE announced the first of many layoffs within the company. Byron has a lot to talk about. Oh, this is this has been a heated yeah. d- debate for a couple of days now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, so, uh, so real quick, um, yeah. if you haven't had the chance, Byron did post a 20 minute video up on YouTube. Go ahead and check it out. Um, if you want to get BRM, we're, we're done. <laughs> and um, Byron, you want to add anything else? That you didn't mention in the video? 
No, just uh, I guess let everybody know what happened, what incited our uh, our passionate text threads. Or uh, <laughs> tell us who tell us who got let go. I mean, let, yeah, let's, let's get, let's get into news. it. Well, I don't have a complete list, but a lot just um, prominent names that were let go. Uh, it's both talent, in ring talent, and agents. Uh, just as a note, um, the agents are furloughed at the moment, so there's a possibility they may come back once the economy does pick up. But um, it seems like it's, it's a lot of cuts. So uh, just to start off, it's uh, No Way Jose, Good Brothers, uh, Mike and Maria uh, Bennett, Drake Maverick, EC3, Mike Kyoto, Kurt Angle, Zack Ryder, Rusev, um, some NXT talents such as Diana Parasso, Tynara, oh, MJ shit, Jenkins. Tynara? Tynara? Didn't even get cut. Dude, didn't even get to, I liked her. Like, she got cut. And then the produce and then uh, producers Mike Rotunda, Billy Kidman, IRS, Scott Armstrong, Dave Finley, Lance Storm. Scott Armstrong, that one's interesting because that's the Road Dog's brother. Yeah. And uh, this yeah, is not a complete list of names. This is just some of the more prominent names that were cut. Um, Chris Ono or Chris Hero, Cassius Ono did get cut uh, yesterday. Ah, as well. that's that's a I figured. I Assholes. think it was only a matter of time. Well, was he? Uh, he was an agent, or was he a coach? Chris Hero. I, I think he was like a coach. Yeah. He, he was working in NXT was, UK. Yeah, he was on uh, the NXT UK brand, but I think he was going to transition over to being a coach. Never got that main roster call up, huh? Mm-mm. Vince probably had see that. no interest yeah. in him. I don't care. I don't care how good he is. He's fat. Right. He's he one wears of those a guys basketball that jersey. See, like has super in ring uh, ability. But there's something that just doesn't click. You know what I mean? Not like, like a not like a uh, Keith Lee kind of thick either. Like right, he was like a big right. boy, you know? Um, right. Well, the the thing with Chris Hero was that in his first run with WWE, he was not fat. He was actually very in shape. He was. Uh, so, but it wasn't until he was initially happened. released. Then that's when he came, went back on the indie scene. That's when he started gaining that weight back, or he started gaining a lot of weight, I should say. Um, in his first run, even before that, he was not a fat guy. He was actually in shape. I remember just I remember in fit uh Chris Hero at PWG. Uh, yeah. Two guys look different, but the fact that like he could still perform the exact same way says a lot about his athletic ability. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very athletic guy. His mic work left a lot to be desired, so you can kind of see the future for him though. So like I was like, oh, he's not gonna if he was going to ever go on the main roster, he would have been Jobber or Jobber or Jace. For sure. I mean, we, they, they never did the Kings of Wrestling. I think they did, maybe did it once. With a, It was a six-man tag with CM Punk and Cesaro and uh, Cachazono. It, w- it was a tag match. It was, it was CM Punk and uh, Seth Rollins versus uh, Cesaro and Cachazono. That's what it was. I knew it was something that's, like that. And that's when Seth was a NXT champion and CM Punk was a WWE champion. That's, I mean, that sounds awesome. I think I need to go back and watch that match. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, Mike Kyoto, that's the most that's loyal huge, guy. Man. The most loyal guy. Uh, 31 the best, years of the company. That that sucks. Um, they have 31 years in the company? How old is that fool? Well, he's he young when he started. 20, yeah. So he's... So you figure early 20s, so he's definitely around in his 50s. And he also, uh, you know, when he started, he had like full head of hair with a mullet. Um, that's right. You know, so you could see. But he was the best. Best. That's that's the thing that pisses me off about all this. The loyalty. 
Uh, that man was loyal to this company. He was part of the, not only was he a ref, but like, you know, the refs, they're the ones that break down the ring, set up the ring, tighten everything up. They're the ones that do all that work um, before anyone's even there. And just to unceremoniously get, get laid off during, you know, a pandemic, pretty fucked up to me. What I mean, do you but think, Did Byron? they have that many referees to even let go? Like, he well, was one of the best. He was like I Earl Hebner, a Jace, basically. Right. I think Mini Nate is all I saw on uh, on SmackDown this week too. So after that, so. well, they have. Well, they the, also uh, are using. They're also utilizing a lot of the younger refs, refs well, the ones that. The Ronda Rousey looking ones. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's one that looks like Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I mean, with with Kyoto, I mean, a lot of it's because of age. Uh, WWE, their cosmetic industry. Uh, professional wrestling, but especially WWE, they're a cosmetic industry. I mean, look look what they did with Howard Finkel. They replaced him with Lillian Garcia, That's, and they yeah. went with someone who's younger. Um, Hotter. Jim Ross. Jim Ross is another perfect example. At first, they tried to replace him with Michael Cole. That didn't quite work out, but eventually it became a time where Vince was like, you know what? Let's go and make a permanent change. And they switched Michael Cole with Jim Ross back on back in 2008 on, the, on, um, on Raw. So to be fair, um, though, I think Michael Cole is a little better than Jim Ross at this point in their careers. Well, at this point, yeah. Right. right. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. I mean, even 2008, I would still say JR was still better. 99, JR was the best that was ever on the mic. Hands down, one of the best. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's he was kind, one of the best. He's kind of slowed down today, but I felt like on AEW, he, he did great by himself uh, calling that main event. Well, um, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that main event match uh, on AEW in a bit. Yeah, um, a, a lot of these names, though. Um, Kurt Angle like mentions Kurt Angle. Yeah, he's he he's gone. Why not put um, him on like a Legends deal or something like that? Why do you have to let him go? I don't know. I, I was just, I was under the impression that he was under a Legends deal. I but. thought he was too. That that part kind of tr- tricked me. I wonder what kind of contract he had. Obviously, it was for a lot of money because he's now crazy. with um now with Anderson Gallows and uh, Mike and Maria Bennett, they just recently signed a uh, five-year contract yeah, last year. They did. And their contracts oh. were supposed to be up in 2024. That's kind of that's, fucked. That, that's, that's, a, that's a side note. My whole thing is, is that WWE kind of hoarded all this talent, kind of kept them, enticed them with millions of dollars, all this grandeur of like, don't worry about it. You know, like, we're not going to use you, but we'll keep you on the roster and we'll pay you like buco dollars, you know? And then this stuff happens and they're like, like, hey, you're the first one to go. And it's like other companies that are even lower than WWE and WWE is, isn't losing money. Let's get that fact in, in, in here so everyone knows. WWE is not losing money. So it's just like, I, I just don't understand how other companies can keep all their roster and still pay them while WWE is letting all their, you know, guys that they just signed with these millions of dollars. Well, real quickly, like... um. Let me let me break down the statistics of it. So, um, their whole logic behind it is that they're um, given what's going on with the economy, like there's a lot of uncertainty. So they felt like they had it was unsafe for them to make the cuts. Um, by doing the cuts, they're uh, saving around four million a month. But that's not just in the wrestlers' salaries. It's yeah. actually around seven hundred thousand a month that they're saving on the salaries. Just on salaries. Sure, just on salaries. But majority of those savings is actually going to be for the building that they're going to have, the new headquarter building that it was supposed to open later on in 2020. 
Yeah, the, yeah. The, that's where a majority of the savings are going to be from. Was they're not going to open up that building because there's no point. Well, they're deferring, so they're going to still be paying for it once this all kicks back up. Um, and it's once gonna, it kicks back up, they're, they're just paying more it for now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We got pretty passionate about. it. I feel like we talked about it ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some of these guys, it's probably the worst time to be you know, laid off. And I know a lot of companies are laying people off and it, it is, it is business. It's not personal. Um, but you have these guys. And the main argument was if they weren't hoarding talent from the beginning, they wouldn't be in this mess at all. They, they could still keep people. They're the biggest company and they're still laying people off. They're the only company laying people off. And the um, only company that's not losing money. They're that's professional wrestling company. They're not um, losing money. Right. Yeah, as of right now, they're still not losing money. They're probably like, saving money. Every other company is losing money, like because of this. Right. WWE but, is still in the positive. No, they're they're going to be in the positive because they they're running business wise. I think they're doing. Uh, you know, the guys are they know what they're doing, how to make money. But then again, if you're technically, you kind of are losing money if you're paying guys that aren't doing anything at the same time, right? So it's, uh, and again, but they've been con- doing that for years. Right. But now the, the opportunity. There's no. There's no end to this pandemic anytime soon, I don't think, or in the relatively soon future. So I think they would have to do that. It's like, uh, yeah, those those restaurant workers, they're they're uh, they're getting let go because they don't know when this is gonna end, right? Uh, but that's sucks. to save. But see, the difference is that's to save their company be, from going bankrupt. WWE right. is not gonna go bankrupt, even right. if they kept these people. Yeah, but they're not gonna, in a sense, they're not gonna feel like they need to give hand hand me outs. Because they're paying them for essentially doing nothing. But they've I been think- doing that for years. Um, that's what they've been wanting. That's what they wanted to do. JTG wasn't used for like two years and was still getting paid as if right. he was on TV every week. Right. But- and that's because they there was no point. I mean, they didn't want their competition to have them for one. Or they couldn't find anything to do for them. But now, at uh, with this economy the way it is, and yeah, they're not losing money. But they just don't feel a need to have them on the staff. And it, it's making cuts. I, f- I feel like it's a totally valid move. It's making cuts at the worst possible time. Right, but it is the worst possible time for everybody. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna have they're not gonna keep you on just to keep you on. That's the sick sad truth of the world. But like, if they would have done if um, they would have laid but, all these people but, off but quickly, last year. Though, hold on, Dick. Real quickly if, though. Okay, go ahead. Um, WWE, they are the first ones to release cuts. Ring of Honor hasn't released any cuts at the moment. Neither is AEW, neither, neither is New Japan. Yeah, yeah, just as right. that. None of the other wrestling companies have done it yet. Well, Will they do that? That's that remains to be seen. That's always possible that they, they right. can it, do that. The difference being, though, is that they're they're kind of portrayed as like, well, right now it's a cost cutting measure. They're making so much money right now just off the TV contracts to sell. Actually, New Japan right. is still paying their people full time. New Japan so, still paying their people. Real Honor still paying their people. New Japan, I, New Japan, I figured. And also on top of that, WWE is still running. WWE, AEW, all the companies right now in the world that are running professional wrestling. Yeah, right. But I, what I'm saying is, they don't have to have that. There's no rule that says I have to uh, keep paying you because uh, I feel bad for your situation. It's ethically, it's, uh, it's ethically wrong to me. I think it's they don't have to make these cuts. In mass like this, this we've never seen anything like this from WWE. We've seen le- we've seen people get let go right after WrestleMania. That's a thing right, that would was- happen every year. They haven't done it in years, mm-hmm. actually. Um, mm-hmm. There's usually like a handful of people, but this is 31 people that all lost their jobs, um, whether they're being used or not. I mean, WWE gave them a contract; they signed it. I mean, Gallows and Anderson were just used for WrestleMania. 
Yeah. Right. And it's 30, 31 people. Think about this. Like statistically, 31 people in a billion dollar company. That's not a big hit. Like to those, to those 31 people and their families. Yeah, it sucks. It's awful. Uh, but there's oh, that 31 people is the number. That's not a huge amount of layoffs. That's not like a factory letting go of the whole company. Uh, 31 layoffs for a billion dollar company is pretty. They could they could still do more if they wanted to. And they probably will. Who knows? But I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, from uh, from the business aspect. For one, I don't think they should be crucified for any for that move at all. It doesn't. It's it's not it's not so much that like they they did what they had to do. It's a it's a company. They have to do what they have to do. But had they done this in 2019, no one would make a big deal about it. Well, yeah, if this was not during a pandemic, but they do it now when they're not even losing money. Like they're the only company that's in the positive in wrestling like right but that's not losing millions right but that my my argument on that is like they don't have to though just because they're making money doesn't mean they have to keep people keep keep paying people that that aren't doing anything for them at the moment there's no uh there's nothing wrong with that i think it's uh it's just trimming the fat like they would say when they fire a ton of people but like yeah there's no need for them and i just want to throw this in there too then they threw on top of a no compete clause that they can't even do anything until what is it uh, july well for the like, ones that were on, for, the, for the for the town that was released uh they have a 90 day not complete cause until 7 15. that's but, fucked again, up there's really nothing going on right now right. So. there's not gonna that. be any jobs opening but now like 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 i mentioned earlier it's just crazy how like the world went nuts against the wd for that and the wrestlers themselves felt like not you know it could be politics they could be saying that's because they want to come back when it's over but um, there's That's no 100%. ill will. There, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of no ill will. They feel like uh, a wake up call. Like oh shit, I got to get my shit together and I got to get better. And which is the totally right response. Like if they were unhappy where they were, they can improve. And I agree. This, and, and I it, think it's also a wake again. It's a wake up call and it's a way to, to kind of interpret it. If like, hey, am I gonna? It comes to a point where am I gonna be successful in WWE or should I go somewhere else or should I do a new a new um career path possibly and i think it, it's just part of life i don't but see you can't uh, you you can't really say that because gallows and anderson they kept them on the roster they, they were already good they could have pulled the trigger on you know the bullet club you know so many times but they didn't right you can't say that about them like those guys they were being used yeah it's but not this like oh i need to be better and i need to come i i need to be this i need to work on me it's like they were already good. They were. Like yeah, they were, but three. were they truly over? Over though, other than the fact. Yeah, like, they were with they AJ were Styles. So over when they first got here, it was right. W- right. WWE no, that the, the thing about up. being over though is that's you can only do so much, and it's up to it's up to really management to see where they. That's not true. Where, that's not true. Well, how, that's the okay. big. That's the biggest bullshit thing. Like a lot of marks are saying, like, well, it's all about storylines and booking, but sometimes you got to make. Lemons out, uh, like shit out of lemonade or whatever. The Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder was you make doing shit out every, of above and uh, Zach Ryder went above beyond that. He he created the Internet Wrestling Championship. He made he made WWE go onto social media, onto YouTube, Ooh. onto Twitter. He was doing that before the company even right. decided to do that permanently. And he got in right. trouble. But for we're it. talking, but we're talking about Zach Ryder here, guys. Uh, think Zach about, Ryder like, can go. There Zach you go. Ryder can go. There you go. But he okay. They didn't see it. They saw him at a certain level. He went above beyond that. He went to show everyone that I can do this. And a right. lot of other. He didn't. He wasn't my creation, pal. 
<laughs> no, but the thing is, like, um, it's not all. Sometimes you just gotta. Uh, if the, if there's the company guys don't see what you got, they're, they're ultimately in charge. You gotta create like Daniel Bryan. Look at that story, right? Like they he didn't totally, want to push him. Yeah, but he eventually it was undeniable. That's yeah. the only an entertain any form of entertainment. I, I don't know about it being undeniable. You got to keep in mind he was also very lucky at that time as well. Because the eight second. Uh, the the, the real reason why he got that push was because CM Punk left, and that left a void in that WrestleMania. Crowd. Right, but I'm saying like luck and being undeniable. It all comes. To the, this is the entertainment industry, even though it is pro wrestling. It is guys. Like there's um, your talent has to shine through, and you got to keep pushing. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um. I don't think it's all yeah. management's fault. It's it's a combination of things. The universe really has to go in your way to make it. It's a tough industry to make it. That's why there's so many. Few, there's so few. I'm not. Names. I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. That's what I'm saying. But like, I will say there there was some names on that list that definitely wanted out. You look right. at Mike and Maria. They basically um, they basically wanted out from the get. Uh, once they once they resigned, like oh shit, I've made a terrible mistake. They realize they fucked up. Um, yeah. So th- th- them getting let go, I mean, obviously during a pandemic, it's not the best time, but they, it's what they wanted. Uh, I'm revival. Not gonna, I'm not gonna lie that some of these wrestlers most definitely should have like been let go. Like no way. They were being you were, weren't being used. They were kind Rusev. of just on the roster, just as a like a you know just I'm to have not them. gonna let you go anywhere else. I have you. I want to keep you. I can use you when I want. Um, but they definitely should have been let go. Like, but now is that's it's it's just fucked. It's the timing is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, look, Rusev is, is probably the biggest name on that list that was that was released. I feel yeah, like one, I feel like after tough. the the Bobby Lashley thing, he just said, "Fuck this! I'm I'm gonna shave my head. I'm not gonna even I'm not even gonna participate anymore." Uh, but this is a very heated uh, argument know. that I'm sure will continue <laughs> for a while. Like, uh, spot, let's like, let's give our closing arguments. Rusev is another example of someone who they saw at a certain level, but um, <laughs> fucking he somehow made Rusev Day go over, and he became bigger than what the company had saw him. Yeah. Um. Anything else, Byron, that you like to add? Oh uh, no, I think uh, if you guys have any agreements, disagree, you guys should all agree with me. If you're unless you're not, just kidding. But um. Uh, feel free to comment. We'll move on because we can really talk about this for like three and a half hours. Oh, we could easily yeah. because this this yeah. is it's a big deal. But uh, just a couple other things I do want to mention. Um, now, as far as um, generating revenue, this might be the year that WB is anticipating they're going to have a record breaking. They're going to generate record breaking numbers. It could be in excess of up to a billion dollars. Um, now, there's a couple of factors as well that may not be able to get to that limit. Um, obviously, the travel restrictions. There's mm-hmm. not going to be that many house shows. Merchandise sales are going to be uh, in a decline. Does that mean they're going to be non-existent? No, people could still go on uh, WB Shop and purchase, uh, purchase merchandise. Um, the Saudi shows. There's definitely not going to be two, sh- two Saudi shows this year. Um, no. Hell, there may even be one. There may even be a Saudi show. Yeah, and that's where they get. That's where they generate a lot of their money as well. It's coming from Saudi Arabia, in addition to the TV contracts. Yeah, I mean that's that's I the think, world that we live in with them now. Um, I think this whole thing is gonna like, it's gonna take a lot of time and it's gonna screw up everything that WWE has going. And like, I what I'm worried about is WrestleMania next year. Like, it's supposed to be here in LA. It's supposed to be here in LA. And uh, it's, be, it's upsetting to me because are they gonna have good storylines? Are they going to have good wrestlers? 
are they going to even have the same wrestlers? Like, I mean, this is yeah. all like the, hearsay, and we don't know what's going to well, happen. The thing uh, I think funny, about with all these layoffs, hold on, WrestleMania in LA, um, is that uh, Garcetti did announce, or he there might be he announced that there might be as far as like social as far as social events going in LA, we may not be able to see that for another year or two. So yeah, that's another thing true. we have to consider. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing no no concerts till 2022, which is fucking wild. Uh, yeah. Concerts, sporting events, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I had a point, but forget it. Um, no, go ahead. What were we gonna say, Drew? No, it, it's all right. I, the moment has passed. I need to invite someone to this call. Um, you've seen them on the show before. Um, shoot, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I need help. Oh, seen him, send him, seen him, seen him, send him the link. Byron Fobbs out part two right there. Uh, send him the link to the Zoom. There's a share button on the bottom. Share button at the bottom. Okay. Share screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that says share screen. Uh, it's down here. Or there should be an invite. Efforting, efforting. I have the copy URL. Oh, here. Uh, go, you see the, where the I is on the top next to the recording? Yes. Uh, click the I and there's an invitation URL. So if you can copy that URL and just send him the link. Oh, yeah, yeah. Copy URL. Here you go. Okay. Um, I need to get out of here and I need to go here. Yeah, I've been pissing like here. a racehorse, man. Bear with me, guys. The world's going to see my Facebook now. Um, so that's cool. Um, but keep, keep the show going, guys. But yeah, what a that that thing really uh, sparked a, a fire under everybody, especially my ass. I was like, "Fuck that shit," because everyone's all uh, the internet was hell of bitch mode. That I mean, you gotta understand that people are kind of upset that no, it's of course. these. A lot of people lost their jobs, man. It's, no, no, it I'm sucks. sad too. I'm real. I again, I feel super I, sympathy, especially for guys like Rusev, who are totally man. talents. Like that shit's like, but like at the but same see, time, it happens. Like, and and my big thing is with this no compete clause. Like, say things clear up in, like, next month or even in June. Like, these guys can't wrestle for, you know, another month or two. Right. And then, you know, these guys are waiting for it. And, like, then, like, immediately, you know, WWE is going to be like, hey, want to come back? We'll, we'll give you a bunch of million dollars again. Like, right, right. But then no, when they go, oh, never mind, we don't need you. We're going to fire you because we don't, we're not using you. Like, like we talked about, though, there could be some situations. pluses. There could be some pluses. Like, what if Sarah Logan uh, starts to OnlyFans, and then we get to experience that, right? So, I'm waiting for Lana oh, to make her. <laughs> Do you remember that conversation about OnlyFans we had? That shit's hilarious. Um, if, if, uh, that, that was all Byron's idea for OnlyFans. So, I mean, uh, what if Lana's had- basically doing it already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, all, all of us would purchase OnlyFans for our, even the divas. I would even do it for Nia Jax. I wouldn't even care. Like, I mean, you're here first. It's a novel it's a celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck it. It's a thing. So Byron's solution to the problem just started OnlyFans. There you go. There you go, Sarah Logan. <laughs> Shit, you're welcome. Yeah, Sarah Logan. A, I feel like that I, was I a like missed opportunity. Inter- entrepreneurship, by the way. <laughs> Ingenuity. But anyway. um. That that is a lot to 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 talk about as far as uh, the the cuts go. I mean, I think we're all on um, almost on different spectrums of it. But um, to go back, people, I think people do have a right to be mad at Wait. WWE because right now with what's going on, oh. it's just a oh. Hey, there he is. Hey. What's up, dude? Here comes a new challenger. There hey, he what's is. What's going on? I'm coming to crash your party. 
Perfect Mr. timing. Boy. We're just talking about OnlyFans with the uh, oh, WWE. You know what? I, I got to get my account set up here real quick. <laughs> yeah. I hear that's how everyone's making their money now. Zack Ryder is confirmed wait. OnlyFans. Oh, that's perfect. You just send all the rats <laughs> over there. There you go. Let me, yeah, let me see what you can do with that vintage 1980s Hulkamania toy you bought. Yeah. <laughs> how far can you stick it up your butt? Hey, to be honest, I don't even know how to use OnlyFans. How do you use it? Like, you just go oh, Don't look at me, bro. I don't know. I, 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 I know. truly have no idea. <laughs> I just know. Some of us thing. are lying here. Some of us have to be lying here. Someone has to set it up and just. I don't know. <laughs> I've got my fiance right next to me, so shh. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. I, I really have no idea. I, yeah. I know a bunch of guys that I used to work with back in the day have got accounts now and shit like that, but like it seems to be the popular <laughs> fucking thing right now. It's hilarious. We don't want to see girls be- going wild. We want to see real girls getting wild. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, the voice you're hearing right now, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, is our good brother, Sean Brotherton. Uh, he's been a frequent guest of the show. Glad to have him back for episode 100. Uh, yeah, it's a celebration. What an honor. It's a celebration. You were one of the, the one of our uh, most requested people to have back on the show. Oh uh, well, so. you know what? I appreciate that. Uh, I, if you're listening to the audio only. Uh, I'm raising my beer to all of you. Cheers, a beer for everyone. The Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. It's nice to finally meet a few of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you guys, but yeah, man. Uh, what a strange way to, to have to sit down and, and jump on your guys' podcast. But what a good time, though. Hey, we much appreciate it, dude. Thanks for coming aboard. Yeah, thanks for taking Absolutely. a little, little bit of your day and, uh, and joining us. Um, what a wild week in wrestling, huh? It's awesome week. You, I yes. mean, I don't know if you're watching the live show, but we just got done talking about all the crazy firings that just happened. I tuned uh, in right at the end of that. I'm about to go back through the uh, the, the audio version, which you drop it into my Google Play music here, and it gives me my notification. It'll be uh, no, it that's crazy, man. All these firings, I was sitting there watching it live happening, and I was almost afraid to refresh my Twitter. I was just like. There's and a new name. I, all like, these people are losing their livelihoods right now. Now, yes, in the future, are they going to be able to do some shit? Of course. But right now, it's kind of like uh, we're living in such an uncertain world that I feel like all these, what, 30, 35 people or something like that, they got fired and counting, considering all the NXT people that yeah. are like, they're losing their, their foundation and their stability right now. So I, I definitely feel for all those people. And it's not like AEW is calling and doing mass hirings right now either because they are on a tight leash as well. Now is not the time for that, definitely. Yeah. We might see uh, Kurt Hawkins, Hawkins Domino's Pizza. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Till wrestling opens up again. Grubhub. Yeah, Grubhub. (laughs) (laughs) The only places that are hired right now is grocery stores. and Your driver, Kurt Hawkins, will be there in 30 minutes. (laughs) Damn. Um, I'm sure they got a lot of money saved up, though. I would think, I hope, right? I hope. They're all, they're all contracted workers, and some of them were probably getting fatty salaries. Like, Rusev's I mean, salary is probably... Right. right. They, yeah, right. Definitely if they played it right, but how many horror stories have we heard in the past of, like, look at Just Incredible working at Target. Look at, like, all these people that you see that are like, oh, I'm fucking stocking shelves, or I'm doing all the shit. These Some of these guys aren't smart enough to have had that, that game plan set up for... They're just like, fuck, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm just living it out so hopefully these guys have set themselves up uh i had to assume some of the bigger names Ryder and hawkins and stuff like that they've probably tucked a little bit away well they Uh, have their podcast too i'm sure some of these guys are probably fucked yeah i mean right so at least right now in the in the immediate future what would be 
Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to play a game right now. Where would we want to see X wrestler end up, and what would you like to see them do in a new Ooh, company? Okay. Ooh, all right. Um, so pick a wrestler hmm. that just got let go and uh, place them somewhere and where you would want to go with the storyline with them involved. Uh, Bobby, if you want to start it off. I mean, it's a given. A- Anderson and Gallows, they got to go to AEW. Like, they got to. Form that stable. Make it too sweet. That's all you got to do, man. They're going back to NJPW. Sorry. I mean, going back to New Japan, I think. Because the money's probably, they still would pay them a handsome amount. Um, So I'm thinking they're going to go NJPW for sure. Two for one. They go both to both of them. (laughs) Oh, shit, maybe. I mean, they they, they absolutely can't do AEW will do it. So why not? Yeah, maybe. Is anyone else on the AEW roster actually working for New Japan at the moment? Or maybe Moxley? Jericho, Moxley, and Jericho. I think that's it. Okay, that's it. Um, and they're okay. just like one-offs. They don't. They're not. They don't like have like a, a contract really. Um, uh, but they're AW. not doing the tours and shit. They're showing up for Wrestle Kingdom and just yeah. doing all that type of stuff. Yeah, the Saudi show. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's WWE. Uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> zing, <laughs> Sean. Uh, that show's over. Yeah. Sean, who would you uh, choose to, and where would you want them to go, and what would you want them to do? Man. Shit, dude. Like, to think about everyone, I would love to see a lot of these guys go. I'm such a huge fan of Japan that I would love to see what Ryder could do in Japan. Dude. Like, I know he's such a big name, but I would love to see if he can go and, like, we know he can go, but can he go and work? Can uh, Hawkins go do that? Can uh, Canellis go back? And can they all, Bennett, and can they go? back and do what they were doing and become those stars i think ring of honor is always a great option uh, especially right now i feel like ring of honor potentially has such a good solid base of superstars wrestlers workers at the moment that it would be uh it'd be cool to see some of these guys go dip into territories that they've never touched before yeah I think that's kind of the most exciting part for me is just going to see guys in different environments and elements that they're just not used to like I, I'd imagine fucking Ryder being like, woo, woo, woo. And the fucking Japanese crowd just being like, what the fuck is going <laughs> Like, they know it, but they're not going to get involved like that. Like, that's not their style. So, well, especially, uh, I, think, I think it's exciting, man. I'd love to see anyone go to Japan and just go work their asses off, even on a sh- short tour. Zack Ryder has been in the WWE bubble for so long. It would be crazy to see him go strong style in Japan. It would be so weird. I, it would but let's lay it in, man. We could all gain a brand new appreciation for him if he goes in and starts fucking working some of these dudes. Look, like, Look what Juice we Robinson went and We know he can Thank work. Thank you. Juice. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, he, there's, it just opens up so many possibilities. I, I think it's... Uh, unprecedented times that we're living in that opens up brand new doors that, that as wrestling fans we can get excited about yeah definitely uh, Zack Ryder's look too he's like Ken you know like imagine that in Japan they would love that shit. Oh, he, yeah. is, he is Zacked dude yeah. I was gonna say he would be like a like a Hulk Hogan out there like like that oh, he's Hulk Hogan, like like dude he could easily pull that off out there yeah and they uh, eat up merchandise in Japan so like he would be just put out the the stupid uh, band, uh, the the headbands and like all the foam fingers and all the gimmicky shit that like they'll just eat it up and fucking love it. They they love Americans and he is about as American as apple pie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> uh, That's true. Dick, what about you, buddy? Oh man, uh, 
All right. Uh, looking, at, looking at the list, um, I, I would want to see EC3 the most. Um, I don't want to see him go to, uh, to AEW because I think there's too many comparisons between him and MJF. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think You're like the same person. He'll, he'll get, he'll get, um, he'll get overlooked. Um, I mean, I, ideally, I really, the only place I'm going to go back is maybe impact, but he'll, he'll be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, anywhere else, but anywhere else, but AEW, I mean, anywhere else, but WWE and AEW for, um, for him. Cause I think he has a lot to prove. This guy was a main event talent in impact before he went to WWE. Well, it is impact. Any, Come on now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> they're not laying people really off. I honestly don't even know how to find their show. Like if I wanted yeah. to turn it on on TV, I wouldn't even know what to tune to. Same. I, I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> That's true. Because I mean, they, they were on Twitch, and then I think they were on they were on so many uh, channels for like every six months they switched channels. But he was a top guy in in that in that company. Uh, he could be a top guy. He has the look. He he has the mic work. It's just for some reason they saw nothing in him and. I don't know why they signed him and they only used him in one match when he was on the main roster. Yeah. Um, I personally would love Rusev in New Japan. That would be perfect. He would go and kick the shit out of everybody. Imagine him and like uh, um, him and him, him against anybody. Um, I I think, I think Rusev could be a big brute uh, and go down to New Japan, maybe wrestle for the never open weight championship. Um, the possibilities for for Rusev in Japan, I think, would be crazy, and I think he would like it too. Oh, definitely! I think he would love it out there. He can go barefooted again and like kick fools yeah, for real with that shit. Sambo, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Byron? No, I was gonna say the same exact thing. I think Rusev is, is tailor made for a New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I hope he goes there. And I wonder if they'll let him go over. They probably would too. I think he could be a champion over there too. Oh, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, Sean, how have you been doing, buddy? How have you been you holding up with this quarantine? Doing, doing pretty well. This quarantine thing is, uh, I mean, it's it's different, man. Uh, just been hanging out, trying to pass the time the best that we can. I've been waking up like five or six hours later than what I'm used to waking up. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not an essential employee. So I'm just kind of open to spend my days however I want. A lot of working out, a lot of trying to just do things to get my mind and body right. Uh, went through like a little cold recently and uh, that kind of put me down for a week or two and just, you know, just try to make it through, make it through. I haven't even been turning on WWE content, like sitting around doing absolutely fucking nothing. WWE is the last thing on my list that I've <laughs> been turning on, to be honest with you. Like, I don't blame you. It's hard with yeah, I, without a crowd. Um, definitely. I did watch Mania. Uh, I, I watched both nights. I thought a lot of it was was pretty good for the uh, the situations that that we were dealing with. I enjoyed a lot of that shit. But like, I think I turned on the follow up Raw and like even the Raws and Smackdowns leading up to it. Don't show me fucking Flair and Michaels from six years ago. Don't show me fucking. Charlotte and Oscar and Becky, like, I just don't give a fuck because I've already paid attention to it. And uh, it was just, I feel like everything leading up to Mania and uh, after has just been kind of whatever. And I don't turn it on. AEW's held my attention. I've been having fun watching that just for uh, the short amount of time that that it's on. But other than that, I just kind of haven't really tuned into wrestling. So 
you know, we've just been spending time just trying to, uh, which the Ruthless Aggression series uh, that they put up on the network, that was a good fucking oh. watch. I enjoyed going back and watching all that shit. Dude, yeah. Uh, the, the 24 with uh, Edge and stuff, like those things still hold my attention. And I love like the buildup to his comeback and all that shit that was really cool to see. Uh, but man, we've just been uh, spending time just trying to make it through. It's uh, myself, my son, and my fiance here in the house. So we're just trying to hunker down and get through the best that, that we can here, just dealing with the situation that we have. Spending a lot of time f- filming new YouTube videos, coming up with new ideas. Hey, now. Uh, chatting online with people. And just trying to reach out and make those connections with people. And uh, not only for my own sanity, but also making sure that other people are doing well as well. So, yeah, you know, definitely like, very like cool. everyone, trying to avoid cabin fever and uh, probably drinking way too much beer. But like I'm hanging in there. That is one of the things that have gone up in value is alcohol sales. They've been through the roof. Um, it's crazy. You know, I. I just got drunk off the Rocks tequila last night, which is... I saw it. Nancy was like, look, Andrew's story. And he showed... Oh, man. All right. So it was like, do you recommend putting in the purchase? And how was the price on that compared to like, if I was going to buy like an Avion or something or a Patron? Well, the bottle's pretty big. It's it's like the size of like a vodka bottle. Um, okay. And you're talking tequila. I paid $35, $31 for it. It's up there. It, it's it's pretty up there, but also you get a lot. And, you know, compare that to like Patron, which is a smaller bottle. Uh, yeah. Not only that, but it's it's a it's a it's a smoky, citrusy kind of uh, tequila. I liked it. It's a Blanco tequila, right? It's yes. White. They have a Blanco oh, and a Raspado. Raspado. Um, so cool. definitely I know it's cheaper other places. Um I know I know someone one of my buddies got it for like 20 26 bucks. So um the liquor store I go to they they know that they have a lot of hard, hard to find stuff so they definitely make you pay that for that. Um okay. that price going up. Did you get that in the store or did you order it online? Um I ordered it at Oh no, I didn't order it. I got it in the store. I just walked up and they had it on the shelf. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't yeah. know that it was on shelves already. Your audio is a little, uh, a little janky. Static. It's a little staticky. Yeah. Okay. I can try and here. Let me, uh, let me switch over here real quick. No I may worries. have a backup plan. I didn't know how it was, and and I'm not, I'm not used to this, uh, this Zoom life here. Yeah, we've been living that Zoom life, uh, for the podcast for a while now. Um, but yeah, nothing really big happened on this week of wrestling. We did get an announcement about a new kind of money in the bank uh this year have you seen that okay. there you go it sounded way better way is, better is that, that clear? there you go yes yeah all right cool and there's no static there was a weird static fuzz i was going on i was trying to yeah, figure yeah, out it's much my mic. i tried fixing it I on my saw, end too. yeah i just saw the chat right now and i was like oh that's probably me <laughs> <laughs> um a new kind of money in the bank this year it's going to be a corporate ladder money in the bank match um, oh shit what it's gonna yeah it's it's gonna be at titan towers it's gonna start off in the lobby money the bring briefcase is gonna be on the roof um so the they're f- gonna fight all the way up are you titan working towers. me right now Get this is a straight this is a straight shoot no, brother true. oh shit definitely some outside the box thinking from wwe on this one this is i could expect this from AEW, but i did not see this coming from wwe they announced wow. it yesterday on smackdown yes okay okay you sold me I mean, I have to watch this now. It's got it's gonna it make sense. Oh, that's yeah, it's coinciding with the firings and all that stuff. 
Boom. I think that's the time you announce a match <laughs> like this. Uh, and are, are they so... starting to get they're starting to get rid of the Titan Towers as well, right? Yeah, like, so they can literally they, a new one? they can literally blow this place the up. Entire building. Yeah. Um, like fuck it, we're moving anyway, so we might as well just destroy everything. <laughs> Send someone out of like a second story window or some shit. Like fuck it. Jeez. Get it? WWF attitude. Get it? Remember, remember what was that? Uh, that commercial when someone throws someone out of a window and Vince that was just like looks the at Super the camera Bowl and says, "Commercial or some shit, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's gonna look just like that, just yeah. like that commercial. You're gonna have Kane walking down the the aisle, um, the Rock hitting someone in the back of the head with a chair. Um, I'm I'm actually really excited for it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know when it's gonna be, but that is one thing that this quarantine, this coronavirus pandemic. It's making people get creative with a lot of the things they do, um, and to. WWE is no different. Um, AEW, I love what they're doing with having wrestlers as the crowd, um, and I think WWE will not do that because they can't be like, it's a good idea, but we can't do that, pal. It's not my idea, damn it. Yeah, I, I, he's. they've got Florida on their side, so like, I, I feel like Vince could do anything he wants at this point. That is a great yeah. segue to what I wanted to talk about. Let's talk thank about you for bringing that up. the bribe. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. The bribe heard round the wrestling world. Uh, Linda McMahon, as you know, is Vince McMahon's wife. Um, she was in a coma for a little while and just had to watch Vince McMahon make out with Trish Stratus in front of her. Uh, but she's also part of Donald Trump's cabinet. Uh, for business or something or other. Um, she and- was in the small business uh, department. She was the head of the small business uh, department when uh, Trump got elected. She probably paid a lot of money for that. Um, oh, of course. I'll take it. And, uh, yeah, she couldn't make Senate, so she just paid her, her, her Hall of Fame uh, inductee, Donald Trump, to get her a job. And when he did that, um, you know, we got what we got. So, long story short, uh, WWE needs to be an essential business to be able to keep filming, keep their productions going. They were filming in the Performance Center the in Florida. The sheriff was there to shut them down, literally on their way. To, Linda McMahon made a call to the governor, gave him $1.8 million in super PAC money, and an hour later, WWE is an essential business. The timeline just, well, it can't be a coincidence. No. Well, there's, real, there's real, no real quick, uh, real quick, it's uh, it's a total of eighteen and a half million dollars. I I put the decimal part in the McMahon's. wrong place. Yes, yeah. eighteen million. It's it's all good though. But um, point is that her super PAC just spent a total of eighteen and a half million dollars in Florida, uh, eleven in Tampa, and I want to say seven and a half in Orlando. I might I might get the numbers uh, confused. So this was announced around the same time that uh we heard about the massive layoffs and uh, a lot of people were wondering why is WWE still running even though the state of Florida in itself was shut down. Yeah. And now I'm wondering if WWE is essential, you know, who else films in Florida, AEW, are they going to get the same treatment that WWE is getting? Did WWE just pay AEW, just pay to get AEW still going? I mean, I it's, setting up, something. it's <laughs> setting up a precedent is what they're doing. And if it doesn't, it's bullshit. If it doesn't, it's uh, hella corrupt and shady. Yes. But we're and, talking about Florida. Right, right. Byron so, compared this to Ozark, and it's definitely. It's Ozark for sure. Yeah. It's Ozark adjacent for sure. Um, I just want to read the memo that was sent because uh, th- this does clear up as far as what's considered an essential business. 
So a memo was sent by the governor's office uh, this past Thursday. Uh, this is about a week ago. And recent additions to the list of essential services in the state include employees at a professional sports and media production with a national audience, including any athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, and any others necessary to facilitate, including services supporting such production only if the location is closed to the general public. So that was amended about a week ago. Okay. Okay. To Florida's uh, stay-at-home order. Sounds like Daly's place to me. Uh, <laughs> Sounds pretty shady to yeah, me. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, Sean, I don't want to keep you here against your will. So you're free. Oh, no. I am good. Happy to be here with you guys. I was uh, just hanging out, doing some uh, shooting a little bit earlier. So I got a little bit more time. Okay. Whenever you want, feel free to dip out. Uh, totally Hell cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this whole this whole Florida one thing more is, beer. I'll be right back. Handle it, dude. <laughs> um, this Florida thing's weird. It's 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 very shady to me. Um, and we'll see where where we go from here. I guess. Yeah. Um, thank you, Daddy Trump, for giving me wrestling. <laughs> thank you for the twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> hey, I, I I ain't even mad at the fact that they made that uh, essential. So we at least have some sort of more like wrestling content we can watch, right? So like. I mean, Thank for you, for the sake of our podcast, yes, but yeah, we'd um, be reviewing SummerSlam '92 every week if it wasn't for <laughs> Daddy Trump. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that, though? I mean, it's it's awesome. I could watch that. I mean, wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just Rumble '92. Um, it's just that you're putting people in danger. That's true. Yeah, uh, um, but you think about it. It's Florida. They just opened up the beaches, and they're freaking packed. Like in one yeah. day, did like, they they, they just, opened the beaches? Yeah, they opened totally. the beaches today. Wow, and they packed them. So, Honestly, like, I, I think, think Florida just doesn't care. I think a lot <laughs> of the world Florida, is starting dude. not to care. I went to um, I made a Starbucks run for the first time in like two weeks. I sat through that hour drive through, which I'm an asshole and stupid ass for doing that. But um, <laughs> it's crazy. There's a bunch of people outside right now, like driving, and um, I think they're not gonna hold people in for that much longer. To be honest. Well, you had the protests in Huntington Beach yesterday. They had the big one in, in Michigan. Right. Um, right. People are starting to get tired of, you know, staying inside. And one and on one hand, I hear you. But at the same time, right. we still need to be safe. We still need to, like, keep our distance. Um, all it's going to take is for one of those rallies to break out with a coronavirus. And then we're right. going to be having to say, I told you so. Um, Absolutely. So just uh, wash that, your hands. That's pretty much inside. what it all comes down to is just the fact that let's talk about in a week, let's get back together. And then you're going to be talking about the fact that Florida's got, Oh, 3000 new cases or some right. stupid number. Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing with Huntington beach, all these people going on yesterday. I was watching the live streams and I got friends that live down in HB and I'm going, these people are fucking assholes. Like I'm yeah, stuck right. in my house right now. I don't right. want to leave. I don't even want to go to the grocery store. Like I don't want to have right. to cross paths. With Directly me. so it's scary. Yeah. And, and all these people are just out there fucking protesting, doing all of this shit. Same thing with Florida, saying that WWE is a fucking essential business and saying that, like, you're putting your workers at risk. You're putting the people on the beaches at risk. You're putting all these people at risk to uh, not only get this virus and become a positive case just yet of another out of hundreds of thousands of cases, but then on top of that, uh, in the United States, hundreds of thousands. 
But then on top of that, you're talking about the spread, man. Like, I'm trying to stay away from this shit. I don't want to get this. I don't want my girl to get this. I don't want my son to get this. Like, so we're stuck here at home and all these assholes that are out there on the beach or on the street or just fucking protesting. It's just kind of like, man, you're only delaying this process. If we were to shut everything fucking down, like, I've had a problem with AEW having their people around the ring only due to the fact that, like, yeah, you might be doing the AEW dark stuff, but other than that, what the fuck are you even doing there? Like, we don't need you there to have uh, that that reaction. I don't need fucking Billy Gunn to be like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is amazing. It's like, I'll tell you if it's fucking amazing. Like, screw that. So having those people there, I think, has only caused more of an issue for me with AEW. Uh, I get WWE's doing it on a close set, minimal people, but those are only the people that we see. I'm still curious of how many people, how many bookers, how many writers, how many agents how many everybody is behind the scenes so we're only seeing oh there might be 10 people there maybe 10 people on camera plus commentators plus backstage announcers and all these people but how many other people are in this fucking building that they're getting away with yeah right Uh, apparently they're doing temperature checks though so like they're only limiting like they're they're going in in shifts so people are outside and then when it's their time to like go into their shift they have like a tent where they do temperature checks to make sure that nobody is showing any signs. Oh, but no shit. I didn't know that. So, okay. so even even the littlest like hint that someone might be, um, you know, infected or whatever, they're, they're, they're not going to take any chances. So I guess they're doing somewhat of a due diligence. So. They're doing whatever they can at this right. point. And you can you but, can thank The Miz for that because he was feeling a little sick and that's what got Roman Reigns to back out of WrestleMania. And did you um, notice ever since he backed out, they haven't mentioned his name on TV? He's banned. They have not. That's crazy. What I heard is his name is banned from uh, WWE or something like that. <laughs> Get out of here. He's getting the Chris Benoit Watch treatment, eh? List. Right. Um, one thing Black that I'll list. say is that this whole thing has shown is that none of these people would last in jail. Never. They would never last in jail. <laughs> you can't stay inside your house, like, for a month? You gonna no tell way. me? You wouldn't last in jail. And it's not even inside your house. You can go outside. Yeah. <laughs> just don't be a fucking dumbass and go like party with people. God damn. Yeah. yeah, just chill. You can't hang out with friends. Um, you can take a walk around the, the block. You can go for a jog. Uh, I've been getting drunk yeah. on a house party. That's fine. I can still talk to <laughs> yeah. people. I don't need to be Tonight. outside. <laughs> Tonight, I'm ready to get drunk on, on a house party again. We'll play some chips and guac. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Do we have any other news to talk about, Dick? Well, uh, real, real quickly, going back to the Super PAC. So uh, that's probably explains why a lot of it is where WWE was allowed to still run in Florida and they're still doing shows. And um, at first, they're going to do the shows as live as they can, being that they're going to do it the same day of maybe about a half hour delay. Now it looks like they're going back to uh, tapings. So they'll tape um, a couple a couple episodes each day for a couple of weeks, I, I do, did kind of get like a little um, list of as far as how their taping schedule is going to look like starting next Saturday. So for next Saturday, um, the, the SmackDown for May 1st and 8th are going to be taped. Monday, April 27th, uh, that night's Raw and May 4th are going to be taped. So it looks like they're going to be taping two shows each day. I mean, that's good for the talent that helps the travel. No, no reason to fly people in yes. every single week. Um, film as much as you can. I'd, I'd say film as much as you can. Take an eight hour day and just film, 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 film. Um, Are most of the guys based out of I, I know that there's some exceptions, but a lot of the people that they're using, I think, are basically based out of Florida 
around where the performance centers yes. now are, aren't they? So that saves them. I couldn't even imagine being a guy like uh, Ziggler in Arizona or Miz in LA or whoever else is around there that's got to fucking go through an airport in today's yeah. time, like to have to get on a plane weekly. Even if you were going to go shoot two shows, you're uh, doing whatever the the case is having to go through an airport now is that's that's gotta be a terrifying situation yeah jerry lawler lawler's going from memphis Memphis to florida he does not need to be he does not need to be outside he is a national treasure um (laughs) even though he he got in a little bit of trouble this week um he's still jerry lawler we need to keep him healthy keep him at at home as much as possible no i would not consider him to be an essential employee no Uh, not whatsoever Yeah, stay, stay, stay at your old ass at home, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so he got in trouble for saying some racist shit, right? Yeah, during the Tozawa match. Um, oh no, <laughs> leave my boy alone! Right? Oh, what did he say? Um, he did a senton um, off the ba- off the barricade onto who was he wrestling? Um, uh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory. He did a senton, and Jerry Lawler Which called I just it last week. Found out who Austin Theory was. Right. I haven't turned on WWE in so long. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> the Bro. world found out who he was barely too. So <laughs> he went from so evolve. Still hot, but like, there's <laughs> this dude walk wandering around. He went from <laughs> evolve to WrestleMania um, in a matter of like a month, which That's is crazy. Shit. Um, so he he did a senton. Jerry Lawler called it a ramen noodle moonsault. Oh, what a dick. Um. Only due to the fact that a moonsault's backwards. Yeah. Come on, so not only did he get the ra- the name the name of the move wrong, uh, you know, Byron, a resident Asian. How do you feel about this? As the resident Asian of this podcast, um, I I'm not too offended because what else are you gonna expect from an old cracker ass dude, man? Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like like some some you know some some of this uh, like inherent like stereotypical racism is. It's easy to hide, but some of it sometimes it just spills out. It happens with my mom. I mean, she's Filipino. She'll say some things. I'm like, what? But like, he they, he comes from a different generation. Not making an excuse, but I get it. I I see where that's coming from. Does this we just expect him to say some dumb shit because he's an old ass white dude? Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Michael Cole would from never Memphis, say that. From Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> from Memphis, of all places. Right. Um, oh, I get you. You're okay with me, Lawler. Just don't be dumb. Come on now. <laughs> It, it it kind of, it reminded a lot of people of what ha- what happened to Cornette on NWA, um, which yeah, there's just an happened. analogy to that. So I mean, I, that's why you know maybe maybe be a little bit more creative. Uh, how about that? Or you know, how, what? How about the not Team Tom Splash? <laughs> Lawler has yeah. been killing the show for me uh, since he's been back. I feel like he's he's doesn't need to be there. He doesn't really add more to the show. If anything, he makes me like he panders. I feel like too much. Um, by the way, guys, um, since I'm streaming this, the entire world can see when Byron needs to pee. They can see all the chats because they pop up on my screen. So uh, <laughs> no need in uh, just I, just say it at this point. Um, I can't just see it go. on uh, just, just go. <laughs> yeah, just go. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he's, he got in a little hot water because it reminded a lot of people of the, the you know, what, whatever uh, Cornette said. But. He's still on TV. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but uh, it'll blow over. So much scripted shit and and the way that they write out the commentators to say what they have to say. I know that they still rely on them of actually being commentators and commentating what's happening in front of them. But 
how do, how do you even have the time to come up with some dumbass <laughs> shit like that? Like, right. That's insane. I feel like you went out of his way to say something stupid, you know? Yeah. It didn't add oh, anything. Said, there's an ad lib break. Oh, uh, <laughs> let me say some racist <laughs> shit right now. Like, let me just throw that out there because I know that Vince is going to love this backstage. Vince is probably like, ha, 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 ramen noodle moonsault. <laughs> I mean, you I mean you're not wrong. Bagel. <laughs> you could have called it like a sushi roll. I mean. Yeah. It would have been just as bad. Or a sushi roll. Yeah. A sushi roll? <laughs> he hit him with a, the 911 roll. Yeah. 007 Jesus, roll. Jesus, dude. Such 007 roll. <laughs> Man, I, need, I want some sushi now. Damn, I'm hungry too. Fuck. Um, no, I can't wait to sit down for some sushi. Takeout sushi is just not the same. It, it, oh, it, it I mean, the, I feel like the, the c- container doesn't make it as fresh. Um, no, it doesn't. And I just want a sake bomb. I want to bang a table and drop some sake into a beer, dude. That's all I want to do. <laughs> God damn it. Um, we have new SmackDown tag team champions in a singles triple threat match. Uh, the New Day is now an eight time, eight time, nine time, ten time. Who a knows at this point? Times. Uh, tag on. team champions. I hate that. A title change happened in a singles match for tag team titles. It makes zero sense. I don't know why they did it. Um, at least the first one was a ladder match. Um, and then the next week they go. So is I, what does this mean for Miz and Morrison? Because they, they just put them back together. I mean, at least they changed the, the, the combination of those in that match. But still, though, I don't, they're running that idea to the ground. I mean, I get they don't want to have more than 10 people probably near ringside or in, in the ring for that matter. Yeah. Um, and I know, and maybe they feel it's a need for them to be creative. But if that's the case, just have one, just have a one-on-one tag match. Oh, you mean like two, one team versus one other team? Why does it have to be a triple yeah, threat? Yeah, a traditional yeah. tag team match. You don't exactly. even have a multi-tag team match. Nah. That's, I just felt like they did that. <laughs> they gotta make it complicated. I just, I just felt like they did that because they had to even it out, though. Just because they had the other set of, you know, the other guys did that singles match, so they trying to just like, you know, close the door on that. I guess we could get Miz and Morrison complaining that they had to defend their titles back to back against two other teams. Uh, that could right. be their their way to get back into the title picture. Uh, Morrison looked awesome in that ladder match. I don't know if you saw that, Sean, but uh, Morrison, no, I, I he's a it. he's an ageless wonder. He's the John Stamos of WWE. Still had some I mean, fuck I, too. I've seen I've seen him around here at a bar wrestling. And we went like for my birthday. Things that he's done live. Yeah, and he, he is a not only is a good looking dude, he's a star. Yeah, and, uh, he gets in the ring and it's like it was 15 years ago. Like he's just still flawless. Like it's, I'm a big fan of his. It's yeah, funny that so he still does. Good. He still does parkour that was cool 15 years ago too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parkour. Him and Ricochet. Parkour. Him and Ricochet probably in the Parkour. back flipping for no reason and shit. Parkour. <laughs> Flips off. Flipping off each other. Oh man. Um what else happened? Oh, um Sony Deville and Mandy. This is this is something that I, I I wanted to talk about just for the fact that WWE has no women's tag teams and they're breaking up a women's tag team. A good that, one too. A good a one. A good one. Um, so Mandy and, and Sonya basically the fire and desire is done. Um, Sonya cut a pretty good promo. She fake cried for life. a little bit. Yeah. I was shocked by the promo. She did really good. Um, but again, we're, we're losing another women's tag team that leaves like the division has like two teams now. I don't Essentially. But I mean, if you look at where the storyline was going between, uh, Mandy and Otis, Sonia and Manny weren't going to be a team anymore after that. I, I think that was even the natural progression. 
So they had no choice but to break them up. And now you're going to have the storyline between Manny and Sonya. And uh, with that promo with Sonya, that Sonya did cut yesterday on SmackDown, it was a very good promo. I thought they were going to, you know, I, I seriously thought they were going to go with a predictable route and say, you know, I'm in love with you. But I thought they were going to go that way, too. I was hoping they did. You got to swerve, saying, bro. If you're not swerving, you're not working, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so they swerved us. They got us, bro. Um, I was going to ask you guys, um, what do you think about the Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt match that's going to come up? I hope Bray wins. That's all I That's all I have thoughts on that. Um, I like Braun, but he's kind of boring to watch. It's not The Fiend, though. So this is their way to get Braun to beat Bray Wyatt is to have him as normal Mr. Rogers not Bray Wyatt. facing The Fiend. Yeah. Oh, that's, I hate that's, that shit. Is and it, that's on is purpose. Is it advertised as Braun? Uh, as- Bear Wyatt, or it's advertised. They, I saw the graphic yesterday. It's a uh, sweater yeah. wearing Bryant uh, Wyatt. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's a way that they can extend this program if they want to win the fiend. But honestly, the fiend does not need the title. We we've been saying this since the beginning. Just nope. keep him a special thing. Keep him creepy. Keep him. Let him keep doing his own thing. The Firefly Funhouse match was arguably the best part of WrestleMania. That was um, great. Just let Bray let, leave, leave him in his sandbox. Let him just play with himself. Um, I, I kind of like thanks for the visual. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, playing with yourself, yeah. I think it's cool. Like watching uh, when Braun brought out the the old school Wyatt family mask, yeah, and stuff like that. Like I think that there's a lot of cool things that they can do uh, to bring that history up to be able to make it more intriguing. Other than like I've got the belt and the fiend's coming for me or Bray's coming for me, whoever. I think that the, being able to do those things, the Wyatt family things, uh, can definitely, if they do it right, build it to a That's... direction where we can get emotionally invested into it. The match could be whatever, right? Because it's Braun and Bray. Like, that. that's a toss-up. Yeah. It could be great. It could be bad. But storyline-wise, to, to get us invested into that, I think uh, they've got the, the potential. Like, the potential is there. They definitely have the history – they can go through all the old clips that we forgot about, mm-hmm. all the old promos, all the, the turns yeah. and the twists and turns that they all did. I I'm I mean, I would get invested in. It can get real personal, which is something that I'm excited for. Yeah, um, I think it can get really cool because there's so much there's so much story with those two, and it can make a cr- great story. But then again, we're talking about WWE. That's a big they if. Can easily drop the ball. <laughs> I've seen him do it many times. Look at Ricochet. What's Ricochet doing right now? Losing every week? That's cool. what they do, yeah. He's cool. in the other black t- tag team, you know? He's in the other <laughs> yeah. black tag team. Oh, God. Um, Just release him. Let him go. I mean, if anyone... I, I wish... I kind of wish Braun would have pulled that mask out when, uh, <laughs> like on the Moment of Bliss segment that they did. I wish that he would have pulled that mask out and then just went angry or apeshit. Like, or smash it. Whatever and, it is. Like, like, yeah. You're the fucking champion, and then... Your your challenger's throwing this in your face. Here's your old mask, like ha 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 ha, and the yeah, laugh you, happens and shit. And he just stares there, like blank face, going hmm. Like you're the monster, mad, dude. And that's where you a crowd, are the monster. Good point. That's true. A crowd like, would really help because instead it's just silence, and he's just like scared, looking around, like you're, like you said, Bobby. He's the monster. He should not be intimidated by a mask. He should have just the, crumpled it up and been like, I'm gonna give you these hands. Something. Give me some emotion. You know, By the way, he's terrible. not against uh, Brock. He's beat Goldberg. Like, dude, this guy should be like the scary, the scariest guy. Like, that's not how they book. Not him. playing that character. No. 
You gotta swerve, bro. <laughs> He's two faced, man. That's your Russo, right? That's my Russo, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not a sound drop. Um, oh, I want to talk about the cruiserweight tournament that's happened on NXT. Ooh. Um, I, I, the bracket looks pretty awesome. They're doing a New Japan style on this NXT tournament too, where it's your the people they have them in two groups, and whoever has the most wins gets their the spot the basically number one contendership. Um, oh, that's cool. The winners, like so, like uh, a New Japan tournament, like what is it, the Super Junior Cup, Dick? Yeah. Uh, where they have, uh, you know, you got to win in order to to keep a good standing, a la AEW. Um, you need to win. So I like what they're doing. I hate that there's a cruiserweight title to begin with. I wish this was just a you know a mid card title or something like that, uh, because all these guys they're basically what the roster is now. A lot of smaller guys. Um, going for a 205 belt. What do you guys think? I'm trying to find the bracket. I want to see. They had the Tozawa match. That was the only. How many matches have they had so, so far? That was the first it's, one. Um, the first match. Essentially, it's broken up into two groups. So, Group A, you have Kushida, Drake Maverick, Tony Nice, and Jake Atlas. Uh, Jake Atlas could break out. This could be his his breakout this moment. This is probably his breakout moment. Uh, Drake Maverick. He's still going to commit to. Another thing we didn't mention is that. He is in the cruiserweight tournament, and he's still going to commit to the matches up until or match. Eliminated. Man, he was he was crying. He was crying in this promo t- or his uh, his video he posted about getting let go. Yeah, I uh, felt really bad for the guy. And then and then Group B is Akira Tozawa, El Hijo del Fantasma, uh, <laughs> gentleman Jack Gallagher, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Tozawa, <laughs> Tozawa's probably gonna win. Um, he's a former cruiserweight t- champion. Um, Fantasma, El Hijo de Fantasma. Um, I'm excited for him. They're they're doing a good job. I like the, the little promo video they made for him. Um, mask and suit. Ah, that's like the best thing for me. Um, <laughs> it just looks cool as shit uh, to be rocking a mask and wearing a suit. It's super cartoony and it works. I yeah. love that shit. Um, it's like they live they live that gimmick, so it's tight as fuck. Also, there's a really good video. If you're gonna go watch NXT, watch the NXT. Uh, the little documentary they or not documentary, but the little segment they did on Keith Lee um, really built him up, really uh, shined a light on his struggles to get to WWE. He was homeless. He, you know, he told his parents he was going to wrestle and they hated the idea. They wanted him to work for like the post office um, and they wanted him to f- go after football. So he's like, I literally sacrificed everything. I, I got dis- disowned by my family basically in the beginning. Um, I got Damn. kicked out of my house. I was homeless all for a dream. Um, so definitely go out of your way to watch that. And go on SmackDown and watch the Jeff Hardy. They're doing like a three-part series on Jeff Hardy. I don't know if you saw this, Sean. Uh, no, by the I way, didn't. Sean Sean is a huge Jeff Hardy mark. He is the, the number Big one time. Jeff Hardy guy. Um, basically, they did the beginnings of Jeff Hardy, then the fall of Jeff Hardy. And I think Chapter 3 is going to be the redemption. But they covered like the DUI arrest, the drug arrest, like oh, all that all that stuff. And it was like a quick five-minute little little things but um i'm excited I for definitely have to check that out and it looks like that we're gonna get a seamus jeff hardy uh program coming up pretty soon too good. um jeff hardy's going over that'd be good sure. yeah um i mean it, it's just nice seeing that that jeff is healthy enough to be able to continue the rest of his contract at, at the moment yeah right. i mean he, he could he could i think they tacked on a little bit for the time that he was out um 
but you know he could be I'm, I'm sure they froze his contract they had to have like you go take care of your shit they've done it before back in the day like what yeah. this is the third or fourth time we've <laughs> we've had to go through this with his ass but like uh the, they definitely freeze that contract and just He's going to have to work it all off and let it run out. Luckily, it's during this quarantine shit, so it's not like he has to do that many days on the road anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's some silver quick. linings. Yeah. I wonder if they're pushing him, too, like pushing him for something big because that series is no, like, it's a big part of the show. I thought, like, I wonder why they're doing it. Same with Keith Lee, so there's reasons why kill they're time. doing these vignettes. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they are definitely... Uh, kill, essentially kill time. Yeah, but it's a great time, Phil, for sure. Right. Um, I'd, ra- I'd rather watch something like that than you know a Royal Rumble match in full. That from like a yeah. Royal Rumble match from like ten years ago. But um, I mean, actually, if they want to the replay, why... yeah, there you go. That's the one I want to see. If that's, they're gonna replay it. something, Bob, they got to put on. <laughs> oh, that's a, but... the best poster ever. We need that. I need to get that shirt. Bam, 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 bam. But real, but real quick though, um, WWE they do see uh, Jeff Hardy in a look higher look look um, level yeah. than they did Matt. It was always about Jeff. Oh, yeah. Jeff, yeah. Always Jeff, Jeff, Jeff was the star for sure. Yeah. But look you at how handsome I look on that poster. Yeah. Macho <laughs> man in the very front. Yeah. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Oh, shit. It is macho in the very macho front. Macho man Crazy. next to Hulk Hogan in the Texas tornado. Yeah. Ultimate warrior, earthquake, road warrior, animal, and the big boss man. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Perfect Sergeant Slaughter. I killed them all. I took them all out. Yeah. Anyways, um, I just I've been wanting to do right, a Macho Man impression. Gentlemen, I'm gonna uh cheers to you guys one more time. I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you for so much for having me. The one hundredth episode. Congratulations to you guys, because that's that's an insane amount of podcasts that you guys have done together. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Right. Boys. Thank you I very much. I cannot wait until the moment like once once this entire thing gets lifted, uh once you guys get back together in the studio, all together, please shoot me an invite because I would love to sit down with you guys, crack open a beer, have a good time. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, um, thank you, Sean, very much. If you are not familiar with what Sean does, go to his YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Sean Brotherton. Is that the, is that the URL? Yes, sir. Go check yeah. him out. I'm pretty sure they did the first ever virtual beer pong uh, tournament with our friends at Main Event Pong, so definitely yeah. go check that out. It was it was a thrill to watch. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you. you. Enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. It was very cool. Uh, Sean, thanks again, dude. We will see you. Catch you on down the road, brother. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Right, later, man. All right, Sean. Bye. Take care. Bye, guys. All right. Um, oh yeah, look at how good I look in that. That's my favorite. My favorite poster <laughs> ever, man. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth Hulk Hogan Dude, looking so super hot. jacked. The hand over the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to do Macho Man since I've had these glasses on. Um, I think we're, <laughs> Don't I, blame you. I think we're pretty much done with the show, no? Yeah, I think we're wrapping. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Do you guys have any other final words before we uh, kick this show out? Yeah, fuck uh, Byron's take on the, the releasings. Oh, no, I think, <laughs> uh, I, think I am right on that. <laughs> oh, I fuck think- you, Julio, on uh, Instagram for responding. <laughs> You're my number one nemesis. Uh, lick my ass. Uh, I think <laughs> both sides bring up interesting points. One yes. is ethically correct. The other one is a cold-blooded corporate shill asshole piece of shit <laughs> WWE mark. Um, and you guys be the judge of who that is. I don't know who it is. I'm not saying names. 
Um, I'm saying that right. <laughs> But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Joint downing loading. A special shout out to Sean Brotherton. Episode 100. It is in the can. Um, if you're following us on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and if you uh, like what you see, you can hear it again on the on the uh, podcast platform of your choice. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time.